Blog Talk Radio. Keep doing your thing because you never know. I might be sitting at home with a chicken bone, see you on TV. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know them, you know. Real name, 
Chance has come a long way, and his music Thank you, Jesus. is the voice, and as I said before, Saxophone, I said, now this is the horn right here. 
So after my, making a long story short, after my second year in college, so involved in music, I just, you know, wanted to be in music so badly. I switched majors to music, and I was also on a music scholarship, and I practiced up to six hours a day. And after a couple of years, I decided to add the flute uh, as a, another principal instrument, because saxophone was my principal or, uh, instrument. And right. I added flute. I doubled it wasn't part of my curriculum. I just added, and I also added jazz studies, and I did theater as well. And but my first year was radio and television. I, w- I was going to be an anchor woman or news reporter or something like that, and right. but music just took over. And uh, so I I majored in instrumental music education with saxophone mm-hmm. and then flute as mm-hmm. the primary instrument. So and and had a great time. And and you know coming from a small town where you didn't have private lessons or you didn't have magnet school of arts or any of that stuff. Um, when I was in college, I just just took advantage of every opportunity to study music, uh, to learn more and more about music. So, you know, being trained classically and then adding jazz um, uh, was something that I loved doing. But after graduated, I played in the Cadiana Symphony Orchestra on flute about a year wow. after I got out of college, but then I moved to Texas. No, I got I met my husband, got married, and moved to Texas, where we had uh, more opportunities. And then I put everything down for 20 years. Didn't do anything. Right. And wow. I, I, I decided in 2010 to come back professionally. I dabbled maybe a year or two before that. that. Then I finally said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. So I recorded my first CD, Sweet dreams and and then a few years later I did um, Many Colors second jazz CD and then I did a Christmas CD um, that I actually produced my wrote and produced I I should say write I wrote it uh, arranged it and produced it because I did some Christmas some traditional Christmas songs and uh, it was actually an EP six songs and I did it all the only thing I didn't do was master it. David McLaurin uh, mastered it for me. Um, but And I think the reason why I decided to do things on my own, because um, it's like you take your children to daycare uh, when you're uh-huh. working, but nobody's going to take care of your child like you. Cool. And I, I got tired of spending money and not getting uh, what I paid for, basically. Uh, right, right. Um, and 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 I realized when I went to a recording studio and you pay for re- uh, studio time, they don't really have a passion for your arrangement, your composition, or whatever you want to call it, um, like you do. And when I'm at home well, and I record something, I will play it back ten times and go, <laughs> okay, I could do this, I could do that, and you don't have to worry about no, I do it too. I mean, I will record my sax and go, okay, I'll record it again. And I will do a different mic position until I find the sweet spot. And then I freeze. And then I stay there. Or if I'm, and even, you know, everything, I just spend hours. And then I don't have to worry about running up a tab, if you will, uh, spending sure. thousands of dollars. So now I'm not saying I'm an engineer. I'm just learning enough so I can do uh, my my projects and what I can't do, then I'll pay somebody to, to do that. Like um, I'm mixing and mastering, 
but especially mastering. Right. I'm 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 not ready for that yet. So, so every time what I do is I buy plugins, I buy different uh, studio things, different things for the studio to improve right. uh, my knowledge. And and I hang around people who are smarter than I. <laughs> well, by practice, you get perfect. And I was always so iffy about mastering myself. I would go take my project to one of my friends that used to live right. out in Las Vegas. And with me and my wife just go on a vacation. And then once I touch with him, it's a business vacation because he's mastering my stuff. But after right. a while, I learned how to do it on my own. And you got to practice. You got to practice. Yeah, and I'm not there and yet. Trust yourself. And and have you a good set of speakers where you think everything that sounds good on these speakers, that means it sounds good everywhere. And I used to have my you know, old Xterra. And it used to be like, if I if everything sounds good in this truck, it sounds good everywhere. See, and that and that I'm learning that because when I'm mixing, I mix it, and I you know I said okay, I'm gonna put it on my phone and listen, you know, Bluetooth it in my car. And I'm thinking right. that's not how it sounded with those headphones in it. And, and then I learned everything sounds good through your headphones. <laughs> oh yes, it does. No, you can't go through that. <laughs> so yeah, that didn't work. You're yeah, right. but you know I have. If you got a good pair yeah. of headphones, everything gonna sound good. Everything sounds great. So I learned that yeah. real quick. I said, oh, okay. So what? Uh, but but you know when I have friends like, and I mentioned David McLaurin again, because I did also I did a ten minute uh, meditation um, track with flute and string that I did produce myself. I did. You know I'm not a keyboard player, but I played well enough to do that and laid flute, and I thought, oh, I mastered it, because I have some mastering software. And I said right. to David, I said, be real honest with me. What do you think? He sent it back. Ah, why don't you let me master for you? <laughs> and he was explaining something. I think it was about frequencies where people hear at a certain level, and I needed to, right. to brighten it up or whatever the term he used. And so I just paid him to do it. I said, okay. But but the thing is that when I send something to somebody and I said I need you to be honest when I when right. I say I send it to you and when I send it to David said tell me and he was honest he told me that it wasn't it wasn't fair and I appreciate that and even my husband I'll tell him listen to it tell me what you think and sometimes he's painfully honest but you know that's when you become a big girl and you said okay I appreciate you being honest. And and wow. I and I tell them if I ask you to be honest, I don't want to hear you after the project is released. <laughs> True that. Tell me now. Don't tell, tell me after before. I please yeah, tell me now. And I already have everything set and you, you know what? You could have done this. Nope. I even if you're thinking it, I don't want to hear it because I can't do anything about it. It's too late. So you know, so I'm sorry. No, oh, no, I'm good. Uh, the, the song Serenity. Explain that uh-huh. so people can hear. Well, you know, ser- Serenity, I wrote in one night. <laughs> because the song, uh, we were in the studio, and there was a song that just wasn't working out. So that night I said, you know what, I'm just going to write. 
uh, uh, just a smooth song, something that's peaceful with a little rhythmic. And I laid it down, wrote the charts out. We went in the studio the next day, and we and that's that's what happened, and that's what came out of it, Serenity. I know, it, it, expecting some big story, but that, it was as simple as that. The track I was working on, it was called, I think the title was Melody. It wasn't working. I said, you know what, um, this is not working. It's not fitting even the entire project. So uh, I, I wrote that one. Um, and I, I don't know why I chose Serenity. I think because I just don't remember. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I just don't remember. I just don't remember. <laughs> but it, I, it just. This is George Spencer with the song Serenity on ATAZ.
Thank you. Uh, Isn't it amazing sometimes you're... Go on. No, I say it's going to make sometimes the, uh, the best, uh, your songs are the ones you write in a in a mad rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those seem to be the best ones. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. Ain't it hard to recapture that formula just to be in another rush on purpose so you can get a good performance or a good... Uh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, that's... That's all right. I wanted to know uh, how, and being that the only thing I've ever played is the drums, and I know it's a feel mm-hmm. when I'm when I play them against one of my tracks. But what I want to know is, how do you come up with? You just already know going in how you're going to play your flute or you're going to play your sax. Do you just know it, or you just feel it? Well, I, I have a, a variety of ways that I do it. If I hear it in my, if if I'm in my studio at home, um, if I hear something, I just said, okay, bring the mic, hit record, and record it immediately. It may not be clean, but at least I have it. And uh, well, for example, um, I was, I tell you, I buy, you know, um, instrument sounds for my keyboard, MIDI keyboard, and I was, I heard this. Uh, rock guitar lick and I said okay let me play this and I said okay I need to write this now so actually I did five minute song but I need to go back and clean it up and re-record it I recorded the sax I did the vocals I wrote the lyrics they were just, they were just popping in my head so I just pressed record and I wrote the lyrics for two verses and I need right. um, lyrics for one more verse but so I would get it I just repeated the verse so the whole song is done. Now it may take me a couple of weeks to go back and clean it up, if you know what I mean. But at least I have right, it, right. and it's safe. And it's a rock song with the lyrics and everything. Because sometimes lyrics come too fast for me to write. It's, it, I, it, it's in my head, and I pick up my phone, and I record what's in my head. And I start, uh, and even, it, it, et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes it comes right. that way, and sometimes it comes intentionally. Like my husband said, write a song. He loves the sultry low notes of a saxophone. And, right. you know, I tend to be all over the place, to the highest notes, to the lowest, and I'll growl, I'll do all that. And he said, you know, sometimes I just want the saxophone to just to be mellow, but low notes. I said, okay, tell me what you want. And he explained, he said, that's the highest note I want you to hit. And I said, okay. So I wrote one with him in mind, and the title is um, Our Love and dedicated oh, okay. to him. And uh, so sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes I'm just in the, for instance, I was on the way back from Memphis. Uh, I I played at the B.B. King Booth Club with Jake Anderson Band in January. And we were on the way back, and something just came to my mind. And I pulled up my phone, and I typed the lyrics down. And when I showed it to my husband, he said, well, honey, he said, I think that's spoken word. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, wow. So now I can do spoken word. But it was just something that was, I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking. And, and it came to my head and I started typing it in a hurry. I didn't want to say it right. out loud because there were other people in, the, uh, in, in there and I didn't want them to hear what I was saying. <laughs> Type it real fast on my phone and save it. And, and, and the title of it is called Flawed Man. 
<laughs> and and my husband read it and he was like, Wow. I said, Honey, that just came to to my heart just thinking about um what I was thinking about, uh, a flawed man and how special he is. You know. Right. We always want somebody to be perfect. Well he's got to be perfect. But actually what you want is a flawed man who understands what it feels like to right. um to be weak. What it understands to be and and I just went and I so I think and I've done actually I think I'm, I'm, I have uh recorded uh that's probably my third or fourth spoken word type situation. And one I right. recorded with some really funky, raspy flute in the background, and it's really cool. But I don't know when I'm going to release it. So what I do, basically, when I have an idea, I'll record it, and I just wait. I'm due for a new album, I know, but last year I made a commitment to do more performing because, uh, quite honestly, I needed to earn money. <laughs> right, 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 and any time right. you're That's doing a CD, you're spending money. So I got right. busy in promoting my band. Right now, I promote Joyce Spencer Music and Entertainment. We do cover songs. We do R&B, traditional, smooth, contemporary jazz, and now reggae. I've connected with some reggae musicians. We just did a corporate gig um, doing reggae, and it was awesome. Was you singing? No, background. That was background. See, I'm smart. I know. (laughs) I connect with people. Actually, it's uh, uh, Jamal uh, Herbert, keyboard and vocals, and Lyrics Roberts on drums and vocals. And both of those guys are very seasoned reggae musicians, uh, reggae and soca and stuff. So I connect with them when it's time to do those. And and, and we work together so well because they loved what I did, what I added on the flute and saxophone and, you know, some background. but I I know even though it's my band I know when it's time to put somebody else up front. Um, uh, I learned when I came back in 2010 professionally, I realized that the audience today needs variety. Um, and my husband he was again he's my manager and he's very honest. He said, you know, honey, um, you're a great saxophone player, but he said after a while, you know. The audience gets bored with one. I don't care how good you are. So I said, okay, well, he bought me a soprano sax, and then I got a new flute because my old flute was just, just it, 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 I didn't even want to repair it. It was in such bad shape. And I bought a new flute, and then I started singing. So now I'm enjoying yeah. giving a variety act that I can, I can get up there and play my saxophone, bring up some funky flutes. And so I'm, I'm so grateful that he helped me realize where the audience is now because you know i guess that's his job he'll look he'll look at the audience see how they're responding to me or even another band to get ideas right. of what we need to do so when i have my band like for instance at my party band new year's eve 18th band i had one two three four five strong singers <laughs> the two keyboard really? players were one was a jazz uh singer Don, awesome jazz singer, and and uh, I had Cedric Devine on the other keys singing R&B, then Jake Anderson on lead guitar who can sing. Both of them entertainment, then Lyrics Roberts on percussion or uh, electronics. 
percussion thing and, and doing reggae and rap. And I'm telling you, that combination was so powerful. When you have Don scatting jazz and then lyrics chanting reggae back and forth, two and two. <laughs> so, yeah. But and so when when somebody has a budget for that kind of band, I'm I'm ready for that. I you know I have the network. I call it my network that I know who to call on to pull that uh, together. But also I perform with solo with track backing track. I also do duos and trios. Um, so that so I could get so because you know I don't I do this full time. I'm full time, so I don't have a right. job like some musicians. So I said I have to do this. So a lot of the new, the next project has been put on the table because I just had to make some decisions to to keep everything balanced. That's a good right, word, right. balanced. <laughs> and I and I do check out your posts for times that you post on your page as well. And I'm all mm-hmm. I'm listening all the time. Hey, uh, I wanted uh, to ask you a question. After 20 sure. years of not doing it. And then you decided to come back. Was it like mm-hmm. was it like riding a bike? Was it easy? You know what? It was not as hard as I thought it would be, because you know I had to take my saxophone to the shop and have you know overhauled um, uh, all the pads, tuning and you know even if it's sitting in the case, you know the, the, all the pads are dried out. I said either I've lost it all or this horn just needs to be repaired. So I spent over three hundred dollars getting it in shape. Right. Getting the uh, the horn in shape, and uh, I said, "Oh, I can still play. I can still play." <laughs> and I started playing, and then I said, "Okay, got a new flute." Started playing, and all I can call it is the grace of God. <laughs> yes, and that, I was wondering. I was wondering after twenty years, but I would, I would, I would suppose it would be just like riding a bike, like you. Like it did, is. You're going to be a little rusty. You will be a little rusty. Like, for instance, my armature yeah. got sore quick because I had to build up that muscle. You have you have those things. But granted, when I played, when I started college, and, when, and it was the first time I ever taken private lessons because it was part of my curriculum, but I practiced up to six hours a day. Right. I took all my academics in the morning. And then afternoon, after lunch, it was band practice uh, uh, in the um, practice room. And sometimes I wouldn't get back to my dorm till midnight. Okay. Right. So I put a lot. So if you put a lot of time <laughs> into that instrument and you take a hiatus, um, you won't lose it all. And it won't take, you know, you'll be a little rusty. You know, I had to go through you know, reeds and, you know, finding you mouthpiece and things like that. But really, right. if you put the time into it long. Now, if you said, oh, I played for a year in high school, well, you probably lost it all. You have to put a lot of I, I think the only difference between a, a, a great musician and the next person is the amount of hours, period. Yeah, you know, dedication. Years and, mm-hmm. yeah. You put the time well, into I it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh, you've got to you got to be dedicated and practice and all that. Like, like I said, I make mm-hmm. all my beats on the computer and stuff, basically. But had mm-hmm. I not at the very beginning was doing it every day, like for five years, right? Straight, every day practicing. Now I can just I can sit back about a month and come back and be 
my beats will be a little bit hotter because I got a new ear because I'm not Grab a hair. To... Grab a hair on the other side. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm helping somebody <laughs> out. <laughs> when you see somebody yeah, in distress, you forget everything, don't you? Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But I heard what but you said I, about I, the I practice. It was like, it was like uh, after you practice and put in all that work, when you do come back yeah. and you take some time off, it's just as easy because you put in all that work. Mhm. But but it, you can do it. You 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 can come back. And I you know I, and I and I love to tell my story because there are a lot of uh, grown folks like myself who played in the past, and probably some of them will come to me. I never thought about going back. I say yes, go back. Now let me encourage people again. I know a lady who's in her seventies who just started playing saxophone. Yeah. And she posted her progress. I was so proud of her. I was so proud. I said, now look at this, people. Look at this lady who said, I mean, I'm going to play. And in her 70s, we tend to think, oh, I'm too old. Oh, we see a, a child prodigy uh, on Facebook that that is just uh, wreaking havoc on the keyboard or bass and whatever. You can do it, too. You yeah. can do it. And if you want to spend the time, now what I tell them, don't spend three hours practicing today and then come back a month later. No, that doesn't work. It's that consistency at least five times a week, but in an hour. You may not want to do up to six hours like I do uh, because you got a job and you got kids. (laughs) But back then it was just me. It was literally just me. And uh, right. so I, I I put the time in, and I'm so glad because I remember an instructor, music instructor, a professor, uh, Dr. Behady said, kids, this is a time to practice because you will never have that much time again. Do you know I never had that much time to practice again? Right. Never. Well, I'm, so. I'm, I'm glad that you called in. I want to play one more song, but I want okay. I want you to give you information where people can hit you up. And get sure. the music too. Yes, well, everything that you need to know about me from social network, that, uh, where you can find me on social network or social media, or not music, my shows is on joycespencermusic.com uh, on my website. And if you forget, just Google Joyce Spencer. My website will come up at the top. So uh, it's easy to find me. Uh, it's uh, if you want me for your shows, if you want to uh, download my music, um, just go to the website and you'll uh, it'll show you what to do. Okay. Well, I appreciate you, Joyce. Uh, like I and said, I I'm... just want to real quick. I just want to give a shout out to all the listeners. I really appreciate right. you listening in today, and uh, thanks to all the people who who um, um, helped me out on social me- social media by sharing my events and my, uh, my music. Um, there are several of them out there. there um, I knew one guy, James Armstrong, he shares independent music all the time, and he tags us. And I appreciate that. We, we need that kind of support. And also just in memory of um, someone, a uh, jazzy man out of Las Vegas. I met him in 2010 on social media, and he loved, he loved in, um independent artist, and he, he he was always working towards helping us getting our music exposed as well. So so in memory of him, he transitioned and um, uh, just, just uh, sorely missed. So 
So, but anyway, I just want to just say thank you. Just thank you to everybody, even my husband, um, Ladarian Spencer, for backing me and being so supportive. So, and to you, uh, Tev, and to you, Darlene, both of you, for being supportive, not just playing my music on your radio station, interviewing me, but for also coming out to my live event. Ah, did I ever thank you guys for that? Thank you so much. I'm thanking you now. Um, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Uh, Darlene right now is in Atlanta, her job center there. And, of course, uh, Oh, really? Okay. We moved, we moved from the place that you knew where we were at. We're in Oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, uh, so should we start singing Moving On Up? <laughs> well, no, not yet. We start singing that after we move from Irving. We really need to sing Moving On Up then. For real, for real. This is a transition. I guess it would be the wet. <laughs> to this make is, more this money. is what? <laughs> it's a transition to make more money, to save more hey, money. So there you go. For real, for real. <laughs> But I want to thank you again. I know you're at a function, and I want you to get yes. back to it. I did say 25 minutes, but you know how black people is. We yeah. that's, why the, that's why the intro is long because black people call in late. So that that's why that's long. Yes, Lord. Well, my husband would tell you my wife talks too much anyway. That's what he would say. You're a good interview. That, that, that means you're a good interview. Uh, yeah. The name of the well, song I appreciate I'm going to the name of the song I'm going to play is New Phase. Uh, and uh, one of these days, I want to come back on uh, Gary's show. I've talked to Gary, and i got to have him back Please. on my show as well. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yes. It's a problem with you guys, for real, for real. Yes. Okay. You know, <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> Very well. All right, this is Joyce. Well, okay. Thank you again. I'm going to play the song New Phase. This is Joyce mm-hmm. Spencer. Thank you again, Joyce. My pleasure.
Hey, this is Deborah Bryant, R&B indie recording artist. Some heard of me, and if I have anything to do with it, many more will. Check out my underground hits, You're Good For Me and Unfaithful, on my Let You Tell It CD. It's available at CDBaby and TowerRecords.com. And of course, you can also listen to it right here, right now, with my man, the T to the A to the Z, another Taz Production online radio show. Yo, yo, this is TAC with my boy, my homeboy for 20 years, Ron L. What's up, Ron, baby? It's all good, dog. What's up? What's up? <laughs> same old noise, the same old noise, same yeah. old noise. Welcome to another show of ATAZP recorded live. Uh, this is without DJ Stroke this time, but uh, I got in the studio, Mr. Ronald Smoot. From uh from New York, right, Doc? Yeah, you know what time it is, man. Uh, we gonna go into when we met each other. I mean, I remember when I met you when I was coming in in Germany, and you had to go back out because your wife was sick, and uh, I met you on the steps. We was in the same unit, but I, you know, I hadn't even got in the unit good. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And when you got back, you know, you was feeling down because she had passed away. Right. And uh, I decided to. You know, befriend you and say, man, let's go out. Let's do something. So we was working in the same section anyway. We started hanging out, nigga. I mean, we was hanging out like like, like every night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You don't know. Had to go, wait a minute, had to go eat free at the officer club. Remember, nigga, we had to go eat. <laughs> All you, get, you know they got brunch. You know they got brunch, nigga. <laughs> Shoot. We knew where the spots was. Yeah. But uh, remember that time when it we uh, decided to walk, and you had on beige. Oh, <laughs> go on, explain it out. <laughs> explain it out, dog. Why you want to bring that up? Go man? on, go on. You oh. had on. Go on, go on. Explain it to the people. All right, this is the way it happened. <laughs> this is the way we you said to, it happened. But. Well, we got to the cab stand. We got to the cab stand of our of our concern. We wait for a cab to come and never showed up. 
So we decided to walk to the club, which was not too far. Oh, you got jokes. Well, check it out. I had on some tan pants, pretty much like a tan outfit. I had, on black. had on black. I had on black. Yeah, just usual. like his damn truck. Black. Okay. Black. <laughs> okay, we get to about halfway to the club, and we feel a sprinkle. It was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Bells no. Bells, Bells no. My bad, my bad. Bells, Bells no. But anyway, as we kept walking, it started getting a little heavier. Then the bucket fell out. Yeah. Like somebody just dropped the bucket on me. And we ran to a little coverway where the housing area was at. Yeah. And there was some light. Right, right. And, and Ron was standing there, and he looked at me, and he said, <laughs> Man, how do I look? And me, I wanted to get to the club because we was halfway there. I mean, we was right around the corner. I looked at that nigga. I said, you good? You good? <laughs> that nigga had sweat of water on his forehead <laughs> and his face like he had just got out the shower. Yeah, you his right hands now. was dark brown. Yeah. See, they were light brown, yeah. but when they got wet, your whole outfit turned dark Tan brown. Tan do turn dark when it's wet. But I said, man, you good. You can go in there and dry off. It's going to be dark. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> He was so bad. In. He said, man, I'm walking back. And we I walked back. Represent. And the thing about it was, when we got back, there was about 20 cabs up there. Yeah. <laughs> and it stopped raining, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. One more thing, one more thing. What's up? Uh, the time, the time when, <laughs> this is going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> the time when Charlene hit me in the club. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That was a ride. That was a ride right there. That was a ride. Now, we have, granted, we have been out club hopping, as usual. Yeah. We have went to, uh, I think we went to the Austin Club first that, that day. Then we went to uh, 49er Club, and then we 49ers. ended up at the Q Club. Yeah, yeah, those are the spots. Hot spots. And uh, we was at the Q Club last, and I was slow dancing with that Puerto Rican girl, remember? Yeah, right. And we was on the floor. And Charlene had walked in. So, you know, we got through dancing, so I walked up to Charlene. And she said, I've been looking for you all night long. I went to the Oscar Club. They said y'all just left. I went to the 49er Club. They said y'all just left. I get here to the Q Club, and you dancing with that girl on the dance floor. And I'm like, but, you know, and all of a sudden, as I was talking to her, it was like slow motion took over my whole life. I was talking like this. <laughs> but you know that. <laughs> and as I was talking, her head was coming up in the air, and I'm going in my brain. I know she ain't going to throw <laughs> no. And then halfway up, my brain said, Duck, duck. <laughs> but my body was like, I still don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> All upside the head, and my whole body turned over where I looked like an upside down you, nigga. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and my feet didn't want to fall. I said, if I fall, all these niggas in the club are going to laugh at me because all my boys looking. Why are they arguing? Why are they No, I was looking. <laughs> what did you say when you when she hit me? She hit me so hard you thought she shot me. <laughs> it did sound like a gunshot. And, and 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 the bad thing about it was 
But she did represent. I got to give it to him, even though he just beat me down on that first story. He did represent. He stood there for a second. He thought about it. Because I thought if he went out there right then and there, he'd probably kill her. <laughs> so <laughs> he stood there for a second. She ran out. She had that, ran out. Yeah, but see, your ego took over after that. Because we looked at you like, nigga, what you going to do? <laughs> Out, I said, oh. let me go get him. He's about oh. to kill <laughs> So we get outside. By the time I got out there, he head up against the wall, talking crap to him. And I don't know where he come out the blue or what he done, but I was on the ground. I, said, I sniggled. <laughs> I said, you acting like a punk. <laughs> and spit on him. The shit was... The beep, 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 We have now... Ran into a bad word. Beep, 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 beep. Ron L. has said the first hard cuss word on the show. Beep, beep, beep. Now we bring you back to your regular scheduled, uh, regular program. scheduled program. It was so funny that she had, she had to laugh herself. She sniggled, and I just fell out. He then called me, her a punk and spit on her. And then she gave me a ride home. Free. And I was in the car, too. <laughs> That's that Ron L. Yeah, yeah. L. How to get on the radio station? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 106 in Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, you, y'all threw down on that dog. Now, I'm gonna tell you, you know, when I came over to the house that one time, it was just straight out the box though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, no the doubt. first song no y'all put it down. Oh yeah, overnight celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> I think I threw a little twist in there. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, we we still back on this Germany kit. Uh, back in Germany, I'm going to remember, um, it was the time when we was all at the club. Mm-hmm. Everything launches from the club, as you can oh, yeah, as oh, you yeah. can tell. Everything launched from the club. We was, at the, we was at the club. Uh, it was this one particular night. When we had the keys to Sarandorm's apartment. <laughs> I guess it's laying back on me again, huh? It's back on you again, though. Uh, and, uh, Break it down to him. And uh, we decided we're going to go to the club, run to some girls, and bring them to the house. Yeah. And I had figured that, uh, what, Donna was going to come out or somebody was going to... Somebody was going to come out. Charlene was supposed to come out because I was yeah. only... Hit Charlene. Yeah. You were the hoe. Uh, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Another bad word has been said on ATAZP.com. We will bring you back to your regular schedule program. Yes, anyway. um, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> you were the 
You were the heathen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am truly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Throw some holy water on me. <laughs> yeah, and watch it burn. Because <laughs> the Ooh. devil hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, I was waiting on Charlene to come to the club. You had ran into uh, Raquel's friend. What's her name? The leader. Yeah, the leader. We uh-huh. call her the leader because she's running things. Yeah, but but, but but what is her name? I forgot. Anyway. Trina. Yeah, you ran into Trina. You said, Can't well. Can't stuff that you hit. <laughs> you said, uh, yo, I'm going to the house. So when you come over there, just ring the doorbell. <laughs> and I'll let you in. <laughs> I, said, I had the key, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I said, all right, dog. You can do that. You can do that. So you rolled out. I'm at the club. Shoot. Charlene never showed up because she was stuck over there at Montiso. Right. I said, man, I ain't coming back just to sleep in Chris' little bed. Right. I got my big bed at the bags. Bell's that. Bell's that. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going back to the bags. So I said, the heck with it. Now, got remind you, I didn't call him or nothing to tell him I wasn't coming. <laughs> True brother. <laughs> Man, I didn't call. I was sleepy. I said, man, I'm going back and go to bed. <laughs> okay, I go back and go to bed. Man, the next morning, this nigga come in the room, open the door, slam the door, come back. <laughs> I'm like waking up. What's wrong with you? Man, I couldn't even come over last night. I said, man, I was tired. Yeah. What <laughs> well, the moral of the story was, I opened up the door. Trina's already at the house. I opened up the door. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You you first you heard a buzz and you said, yeah, Well that's yeah, that's yeah. my boy. Exactly, exactly. He coming back. He's coming back. <laughs> I buzzed the door. Opened the door and it didn't sound like heavy feet. Woo! It sounded like some pumps. About size eight in a woman. And lo and behold, it was pumps. Hey, dog, wait, uh, wait a minute. What did you have on? I had my smoking jacket on. You <laughs> <laughs> told me you was butt naked, dog. But, no, I wasn't really butt naked, but I had my smoking jacket on. <laughs> you had a Danny Thomas jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> smoking jacket. Yeah. The nigga don't smoke. I, well, <laughs> I was doing some smoking earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, she come in. And I'm standing there talking to her. She's like, what's up? I said, what's up? You know, and and next thing you know, Trina, alias the leader, come out the back room. Only thing I could do was say, Trina, I'm sorry. this is Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn, this is Trina. I asked you, I said, what you do, nigga? He said, all I can do, I go to the front room and I cry. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't had to turn. You ain't, hey, look, you ain't had to tell him I turned into one of those. Uh, you said, one of them things. Man. Man, you said you didn't have nothing on, but they can cry in there. I was like, man, I don't know. I can't believe. <laughs> I said, well, what? What did Marilyn say? Trina left. Yeah, Trina what Marilyn, left. What did Marilyn say? Ron, Ron, why, why? <laughs> I had no answers. <laughs> 